Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of AUSU Open Mic. We're absolutely ecstatic to have our uh, two executives in the room here. We've got uh, Natasha Donahue, our VP External and Student Affairs. Stay. Say hi, Natasha. Hi, Natasha. Good one. And we've also got uh, Brandon on the phone, uh, phoning from home. And, uh, of course, he's our president. Brandon, say hi. Hey, everyone. And uh, modern technology, eh? we can just have you know people in the <laughs> podcast uh, booth here, and then we've also got people at home. So um, today we're going to be talking about uh, the election that's coming up. For those of you that are unaware, uh, which is going to be a large part portion of AU students, our general election takes place every two years. And guess what? 2020 <laughs> is our next general election. And uh, so in many ways, we're here to... Uh, talk a little bit about your guys' experience when you first ran. And we're going to be getting some insight uh, from an AU student slash students, both of you, that have not only run in a general election, but you've both been on uh, in your roles uh, for two years or just about two years now. Brandon is moving on uh, uh, to uh, three and four years. So obviously a lot of experience in the room here for the podcast. And I just want to be able to build this picture that would allow students to gain a better a better understanding of what the heck does it mean to run for council and we're going to make this as exciting <laughs> and energetic as possible because we were talking earlier that not every student is just automatically looking at a at a student union election and thinking oh the, yeah that's a great thing to do on a friday night mm -hmm. however we are going to touch on some things that are going to not only make it interesting for you as a student and why you should care and uh, why we want to get you involved and, and be a part of it and uh, and how it affects your experience being an AU student. So um, enough about me. What we're going to do is we're just going to throw this by the two of you. And I'm going to rapid fire some questions and, and we're going to tap into the deep seated knowledge <laughs> of student leadership knowledge that is within both Natasha and Brandon. And uh, Natasha, we're going to start with you. We'll start nice and easy. Uh, when you look back on your very first election, uh, what comes to mind? Oh, the first thing that comes to mind when I look back on my very first election. See, I'm talking to stalls. So I have more time. That's to okay. Think. And we're talking like 2018 general election yes. was your first one. Maybe I can even narrow it down for you. Oh, like, I, I've what got comes it. to Okay, great. Go. Yeah, I got it. I think what comes to mind for me is what the heck is an Athabasca University Students Union for? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I definitely, the election triggered me to think about that and research it a little bit more. And I was um, very pleasantly surprised, I'll say, at what I found. Um, and that led me to pursue to nominate myself. Yeah. And you just brought up a great point. The nomination period, uh, which is, we're actually going to touch on that later on in the podcast. But you were able to nominate yourself. And so what made you kind of take the leap, if you will? I've always been really passionate about advocating for marginalized groups. Being able to step into this role, um, be, sort of being the voice for our constituents, our members, our student members at AU, um, allowed me to give that voice sort of more support or a pedestal to stand on and make sure that those issues were being actually brought to the forefront of the conversation. Um, so that's kind of what inspired me to nominate myself knowing that um, from my research this organization was strong enough that that could actually be an outcome for me in the process yeah yeah uh, before we go to Brandon though I think you made an honest comment which is in the beginning you were thinking what the heck is AUSU yes 
And obviously, I mean, you've been amazing in your role. I know that it's only been like a year and a half plus, but um, we're going to have a few more questions afterwards and we're going to tap into a little bit more about your curiosity of getting involved and and wanting to step forward. So um, I want to come back to that for sure. Sounds good. So Brandon, what about you? I guess when you look back at your first election, which would have been a few elections ago, and I don't mean to poke fun at you, but you've definitely held a number of different positions within the student, the students union, and your experience has been incredibly valuable uh, over the last few years. Um, when you think back to when you first got involved, what comes to mind for you? Well, looking back, I, I have to think all the way back to September 2015 uh, for the by-election. Yeah, you came in on a by-election originally. Yeah, it was, it was quite a different time for AUSU. My first thoughts were... <laughs> Was chaos. <laughs> I came in at a time where the organization was in real flux, and we were in the process of getting a new executive director. So there's a lot of business processes that were all having to get revised and looked at all at the same time. So mm-hmm. it was, there's there's a lot to get done, and so I, uh, you know, I hadn't even heard of the student union though, to be honest, until six months or so earlier when I had a friend who sent me an email. Uh, saying, hey, I'm running for the election, vote for me. And that was the first time I'd heard about a student, the student union. So uh, I, when I saw that it, as it came time for a by-election, there's a couple seats open, I th- thought, well, you know what, I've got an accounting background, a business background. I'd just been studying uh, board governance um, through AU and thought, I, I think I can add some value. And so I decided I'd put my name forward and I loved it so much. I'm still around. I'm still around. So yeah, no doubt. And coming up on your fourth year, which is incredible. Yeah, I hit my fourth four four years this last September. So I'm already going on to about four and a half. Years. <laughs> yeah, you're working on four and a half now. <laughs> I stand corrected. Um, coming back to Natasha, and and again, this is um, when you think about running for an election. I guess there's uh, hesitation. There's nervousness. What were you most nervous about when you when you first ran for the first time? And then we'll go to Brandon afterwards. Um, I think my answer is like pretty human and I think a lot of people can relate to it. But I would say the thing I was most nervous about was that people wouldn't like me or they wouldn't relate to me or what yeah, I'm yeah. saying wouldn't resonate and that I essentially wouldn't be elected. So you do have to kind of, I think, push past that discomfort and put yourself out there. Um, I would say running for council is something that you do because you really believe in it. And um, I think that sense of uh, community and helping people, your peers, um, like your fellow students is really important um, and should be able to overshadow that discomfort. Yeah, so I would say like for me, that was probably the, I, I think what I just said didn't really make a lot of sense. So feel free to cut. That no, it did. Didn't. Okay. <laughs> no. And I think a lot of people do, uh, or will relate to that. I think it also speaks to how diverse, uh, our student population is. Mm-hmm. And believe me, if, if you had our entire council in this room, the diversity is outstanding. Absolutely. And it's one of the things that has helped us to move past, you know, some of those challenges that Brandon spoke about earlier because I think everybody on the podcast today would recognize that where we are today is like night and day compared mm-hmm. to where we were uh, even a short three or four years ago. And so a lot of that growth is, I mean, has happened because of the fact that we've had student leaders like you guys come into those roles 
and turn it into a, a professional setting uh, built on a lot of uh, uh, teamwork, collaboration, professionalism mm -hmm. uh, to ensure that we're that strong resource for the university, which is what which is what we want to do. Mm -hmm. um, Brandon, what about for you? Uh, what were you most nervous about back in the day? I think it definitely was just whether or not you could actually get elected and not knowing being an AU student, you feel so isolated. And first thought I had go through my mind was, well, I don't know any, anybody else. So how am I going to, how am I, who am I going to campaign to? And yeah, so, who's, who's going to vote? But, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And so how do, how do they know, about me and the camp back when I first ran our election processes weren't quite so refined and so I didn't really know I kind of you're just taking one step at a time as I began putting I put forward my nomination and then you'd learn a little bit more about what it's going to look like so it is nerve-wracking a bit to, even though back when I did it you weren't there wasn't as much uh, actual interaction it's still nerve-wracking and it's not that way anymore. Things are a lot more clear on what the process is going to look like and what's required of of uh, individuals. The training itself on uh, what you're what to kind of expect as a counselor. Those information sessions they weren't in place when I first ran. And yeah, so exactly. There's a lot of really exciting things though that kind of now help to offset the nerves a bit. And honestly all undergrad students are kind of in that same boat where you know what generally you don't know people and it's the campaign is very much focused on making sure that we spread out the information about all candidates yeah i think those are great points one of the things that i just want to echo that you just said is the fact that it doesn't matter if you're at a, a brick and mortar school if you're at the u of a if you're at the u of t if you're at mcgill if you're at the ubc or University of Fraser Valley. I'm just randomly, mm -hmm. you know, picking schools across the country. The experience is very similar. Yeah. And so what we try to do here within our election is to make sure that it's it's airtight, that it's that it comes across as a professional organization electing its uh, council members. And there is no question in my mind that I have a high level of confidence that we're successful in being able to do that. And again, that kind of goes back as well to uh, the level of support that we want to make sure you guys get as well. And so just kind of going back, I know that there's been a number of different student leaders that have come through and, and wanted to get involved and um, wanted to give back and sort of dip their toe in this pool called you know, student governance, we have a lot of different skill sets. Mm -hmm. And so part of our job as the student union is to ensure that we're creating an environment that it doesn't matter what skill set you have, that you're able to come into this environment and have an enriching experience that's going, going to enhance what you're doing as a student at AU, while at the same time, getting involved and, you know, making a little, uh, little extra cash on the side and, you know, really getting into the back end side of what an education at AU is all about. So the next question I've got for you guys is kind of on the same theme a little bit, uh, which is what advice would you give someone at AU who is considering running for council? And I will plant the seed that the next question I've got is advice that you might give to somebody who is looking to run for executive committee. So we'll just start as a counselor first. Um, and maybe these overlap a little bit, so we can sort of tailor our answers here. But um, Natasha, I guess we'll come back to you again and just uh, what advice would you give somebody who's looking at running for council and interested in maybe throwing in that self-nomination and, and mm -hmm. getting involved? Yeah, I think I would, I would 
my advice would kind of stem from the whole confidence piece. So if you're an individual who um, maybe feels a little bit um, shy or you lack confidence that um, this is something that maybe you, you're worried that you can do the job properly, um, I would say that I really think the passion for the work is the most important thing um, and that you know the staff here at AUSU are like 1,000% capable of supporting any individual who comes on to council uh, in any work that they may need to do, any questions that anybody has. Um, I think if you're feeling like inadequate or or as if maybe this is some this is too much for you and your skill set, um, I think that look try to look past that and maybe evaluate your passion for the role and what it is that makes you want to be in that position. And I think that if, if that stems from a really genuine place and that's something that you want to do for the benefit of your student community, then um, your skill set doesn't matter. And that that's something you can build along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I can't help but think that this is still like a job mm-hmm. for you guys. And so th- there's tons of benefits that come from that. You know, whether you're looking at building a resume you know maybe i'm a a student i'm about to graduate um maybe i want to build that resume and believe me when you're in an interview and you've had the opportunity to be able to speak on behalf of students in in high level decision making meetings to which you guys sit in Mm -hmm. or even just problem solving um and integrating all of those skills that you learn in your courses in the real world that is the that's the opportunity that you guys really have Absolutely. it's about integrating all of that knowledge in an environment that is supportive mm-hmm. that is not going to look down on you uh, because maybe there's a mistake made here and there and we always refer to mistakes as a mistake mm-hmm. you know it's like okay take two yeah and uh, so it's like a, this perfect breeding ground for people that want to kickstart their career and and again build that resume to you know set themselves up for graduation really yeah brandon i'm going to come for you what advice do you have uh, for somebody who would uh, want to run for council uh, i think that i probably would answer both questions together because i think yeah, my sure. advice is, is uh it's the same for both council and for an executive and that's to to just come and see what it's all about so on the council side come to uh feel free to come to a, one of the public council meetings uh you're able to then kind of see what kind of conversations are happening what's current um and i think also being able to just talk to outgoing counselors uh all of our information's up on our website with emails of counselors and i'd really encourage students to to reach out to counselors reach out to executive and find out what their experience is like what are some of the things that uh, they've been involved in um it really helps I, i think i've been through I believe for either general elections or by-elections now. And that's something that really stands out when students are campaigning. We have a lot of amazing, talented uh, students who are passionate and excited, but the ones who you can tell right away, the people who have uh, taken the time to learn from uh, outgoing counselors and executive on kind of what their duties are and everything else. And, it's it really sets the stage and makes it very easy for you to kind of jump into those roles if, if you are elected. So I think that probably be my biggest advice and that and just go out and do it. I've been talking to students, I think almost 
a year in advance of this saying, hey, we've got our election coming up soon. Pay attention. It'd be great for you to run if you're interested and mm -hmm. start looking now because it is. It's a, it's a fabulous experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I totally agree with you that I think that advice is actually very relevant for, for both parties. Uh, whether you're wanting to run for council, you know, we meet once a month. Uh, there's compensation for those uh, for those meetings. Uh, it provides you with an opportunity to also engage with different committee work. And so, um, you know, obviously there's month to month activities, uh, but the timelines are really user friendly, student friendly. And uh, in many ways, I think I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that a lot of the students that come in and want to jump in and just kind of whether it's a job shadow here or there and, and kind of learning a little bit more. I find that they are hugely successful when they walk into the roles. And at the end of the day, we just want you to be yourself. Mm -hmm. We just want you to come and, and participate in, and your experience as a student in many ways is your resume yeah. uh, and, and making sure that you can represent students the best way possible. Um, before we leave this question, Natasha, did you have any different advice for somebody running for EC or maybe your advice is twofold as well for both counselors and for executive counselors? Well, I would say I agree with Brandon, and um, the only thing I might add is um, that I would come to the table with innovation on the mind because AUSU is a unique organization in terms of the needs of our students. So when it comes to thinking about specific issues or um, the structure of you know, the student community at AU and things like that. It's really important to be able to remain open-minded and um, try and tap into innovation because a lot of the traditional um, services or methods that might be used in brick and mortar institutions just really don't work at AU. Um, it's like, you know, round peg, square hole situation. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I would, I would say I agree with Brandon and um, to make sure that you are really practicing that, that, skill of thinking outside the box as well yeah absolutely um the next question i've got for you guys is really a little bit more around topics that are going to be coming up in 2020 and uh for the next group that is elected uh there's going to be some pretty heavy topics that are around and that are floating around right now um, i'm going to be challenging you guys a little bit because we could literally spend probably a three-part podcast on mm -hmm. a couple of these topics um but again natasha i'll start with you um what do you think will be um, maybe two or three topics coming up for the newly elected councillors in 2020 that uh, that might maybe, um, you know, pique some interest in some students that are like, you know what, I love that topic. I think this is something that I can sink my teeth into and get involved with. Uh, what are a couple topics that are, that are on the forefront for you that'll be uh, popular for 2020? I mean... This one's glaring at me right now, and Brandon's going to probably be like, oh, she stole my my answer, but definitely tuition is going to be a big topic. Yeah. Um, we just saw a 7% increase um, taking effect this September 2020, I believe, um, and the government has left the cap at 7% for the two years following that, so those conversations will uh, still be happening, I would say, quite a bit. Um, the other thing that I will bring up is um, more of a, um, I, I, and not to say that, that AU, AUSU or AU hasn't been working toward this, but it's more of a um, personal um, goal, I guess, or outcome, and that's sure. more, more support for Indigenous students. 
Um, and like I said, it's not like nobody's working on it. It's just something that for me is definitely going to be a big topic just because we have done so much work this year to sort of set the foundation for um, how we can proceed into the future. And now it's really time for us to get the ball rolling on some of those initiatives. So um, so those are two for me that really stick out. Yeah, absolutely. And you've been such a champion for uh, a number of different Indigenous uh, topics this year. Uh, and I and I definitely know that that's going to continue throughout the the upcoming year for sure. Um, Brandon, and feel free to to use the same one that uh, Natasha kind of mentioned because I know that the the tuition announcement has been uh, on our on our to do list now for well since October really, mm-hmm. and it's not going to stop. It's not coming off the to do list anytime soon. Uh, but Brandon, what are a couple topics that uh, you think will be you know pretty popular coming up in twenty twenty? Oh, there's definitely going to be no no shortage uh, of topics for uh, the next council to to look at. Uh, tuition is definitely going to be a big one, but kind of so I'm not just going over the same topics. Um, to twist it a little bit, it's going to also be there should be a lot of focus on what is happening with the increase uh, increased tuition revenue. Mm-hmm. So. Part of the reason why university said that they needed to increase by 7% is because there's a lot of investments and a lot of big projects that are supposed to be kind of delivered over the next couple of years. Um, so the integrated learning environment or ILE is uh, the institution refers to it. That's a massive uh, project that's going to be kind of that very first year of this council's this upcoming council's term is going to be supposed to be getting that system in place. So that's, changing out the learning environment so what you're seeing when you log into your my au portal that's supposed to be getting revamped in the background they're also trying to replace the student record system the content management system and then like this just the student relationship um system that they well i guess they're putting in a new one i don't think they've really got much of a student relationship system right now which is a problem so these all these components are really going to transform the way a student interacts with the university and it's going to be a great thing but there's going to be a lot of need for the council to pro- to be providing insight and and advice and working with the institution on it and keeping them accountable and making sure they're on track that's something that's going to be big another one is going to be continuing to follow up on the conversation around uh, e-texts and trying to provide an option for students to have choice that's something the university promised they would do a couple of years ago, and they've now had two different failed attempts. And so they've promised they're, they don't want to fail again. And so that's going to be coming. Um, something for AUSU specific, though, too, as well, is going to be approving uh, the second strategic plan we've ever created. So yeah, during, right. the last, during my terms thus far, we finally we moved from setting annual goals to creating a multi-year strategic plan and so that ends during the next council term so our current council is going to be doing a lot of work to get things ready to hand off but that next elected council is going to be the ones who are setting the direction over what's happening for the next three years so that's an important piece to be involved with as well yeah great thanks for that Hey, and I actually thought of a couple others as I was listening to Brandon talk. Um, So another um, kind of big ticket item, I think, is mental health. 
Um, we received funding this year to support a mental health coordinator until March 2021. So essentially, we have a, a one-year contract for a mental health coordinator. Um, and as far as I know, that funding will not be renewed or there hasn't been any promise to renew it. So um, definitely, we're, we're going to want to keep an eye on that situation and um, ensure that the institution is doing everything in their effort to um, to ensure that that position continues on into the future and that we have that support for our students. Yeah. And there's no question that sustainability in that program has been an issue. Yeah. So, I mean, making sure that it can live longer than just a term or two. Yes, absolutely. I think if, if that were the case, it would be really unfortunate if the position died after a year um, because they have a mental health strategy and their new Homewood Health Service that we were trying to promote and implement. Um, and those, those initiatives definitely need the support of a dedicated individual. Um, and then the last thing that I thought of was um, our student financial aid unit at the university. Um, we've been hearing a lot of complaints and um, I know myself and Brandon as well have both, we are both also funded students and I won't speak for Brandon, but I know I've dealt with my fair share of frustrations as well out of that office. And mm -hmm. um, we've been doing a lot of work um, in that area to see uh, how we can advocate best to the university to better provide for students who are funded. Um, so I think that's another hot topic that's going to continue Yeah, there's on. no doubt that financial aid for both full-time and part-time has been a hot topic mm -hmm. for probably the last two years. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm thinking like since you were originally yeah. elected in the general election in 2018, Natasha. So yeah, uh, yeah those are great. And 100%, you look at the weight of some of those topics the impact on students is high. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm just going to, I know we're all kind of well-versed in the in the area of the tuition increase, but I mean, this is a three-year plan. Yeah. The government has opened that gate up. So this conversation just isn't ending because it's over for now. Right. Uh, it's going to be going and continuing for the next two years. So uh, definitely something to consider if, if somebody wants to be able to run for the election, get into one of these leadership positions and be on the forefront of, of some of those decisions. Mm -hmm. um, Brandon, I'm going to start you off on the next one. And, and then we're just going to have some, some general important dates uh, for students to consider. Uh, but this last question is, based on your experience of being on the executive team and, and personally speaking, what has been the best benefit or experience uh, from your time serving uh, AU students on the executive team? You know, it's just overall been an amazing experience. Uh, it's really hard to pinpoint. I see the, or I see, I've seen the organization completely turn around and become this amazing innovator and just the way our, we conduct business. Like I didn't see my executive team when I first was elected. Uh, and now we meet using zoom. So if you can watch each other, um, on our webcams and have those conversations or even developing more opportunities for face-to-face -face opportunities, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, and I, I know when I first came on, one of the first things when I first came on board, like our council didn't see each other one at all. And one of the first things I tried to do was implement a, a yearly, uh, in-person retreat. And it's, it's amazing to now be able to connect with other students, hear their voices and, it's not very often that as an AU student, you get to build that camaraderie with other students. So there's really amazing benefits that come with that. I'm still in contact with some of the executives I've served with back even a number of years ago. It's, to be honest, it opened up my eyes to uh, 
really politics in general um, because it gives you a good feeling of kind of what it is to be an elected representative, especially in the executive roles. Um, you know what? You, you are operating kind of that government style. We're elected by the members and then we have to do our best to address their needs um, and listen to the opinions and and try and act on behalf of students. So overall, it's just it's an exciting and amazing experience and one that I, I liked so much. I, I've shared the story a number of times, but I, I quit my job uh, as an accountant to do to uh, just be an executive for AUSU. It was, yes, a pay cut, but I love what you what I do and being able to be doing good for for students and making sure that you're standing up for for them and their needs when they're not not everyone's able to have those meetings with the university president have meetings with government officials so it, it's just an amazing experience that it's hard to it's hard to beat it yeah no and and your experience is uh unique and yet at the same time very similar to a lot of other student leaders. And so the fact that you've stuck around and, and, and served AUSU as long as you have is uh, to be commended for sure. It's a running joke <laughs> <laughs> when you go, when you go across, uh, when we go to our partners at, at the Canadian Mind Students Association, yeah, and yeah. things like that. Everyone always jokes that I'm, I'm one of the longest, <laughs> longest uh, student executives around. There's been student leaders that I worked with back in 2015 who have graduated, went on to work, and have come back, and now are staff at some of at the Canadian Alliance of Student Associations. Yeah, no some doubt. Of them are still, and some of them are still leaving the organization before uh, before I'm I'm leaving. That's funny, uh, Natasha. Over to you. Uh, best experience, best benefit that you've uh, mm-hmm. seen thus far. Yeah, um, I really like this question, um, and so I'm going to approach it from the perspective of. A scientist, which is somebody I which is you identify with. <laughs> so, um, I really love research. I really love evidence and data and um, statistics, and being able to take all of that and use it toward a social cause to me is has been a really enriching and transformative experience. Nice. Um, yeah. So it's it's more than uh, than u- using that information to you know do chem labs or physics labs or what have you, but. Um, being able to to take a skill that I, I absolutely love doing and apply it to help other people has been so amazing and uplifting for me. Um, it's one of the reasons that I love doing this so much. Like when in my first uh, term, when I was vice president of finance, I was able to use those skills to help um, create a, a brand new position policy manual. So for those listening who um, aren't sure what position policies are they are essentially the the standpoint that the organization has on any topic that we've decided is an issue we want to pursue um, so it could be advocating to the government or to the school or what have you um, but being able to take the the existing policies that we had and and put some really in-depth recent research behind them and and sort of write a bunch of mini essays in the process um, I love doing that sort of thing and being able to adapt that skill into this setting for me has been the most, um, I, I would say it's the thing that stands out the most to me in this whole journey. Yeah. Uh, what I love too is that you guys are both coming from two different perspectives and, um, you know, there's, 
there's a lot to be said for for getting involved and I know that for some it's going to feel like a leap but at the same time once you get that self-nomination in and you know have the opportunity to sit on council you soon realize hey this isn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be and wow this is so enriching and I'm, I'm having a lot of fun while we're doing it as well mm-hmm. um, in a nutshell for me uh, to echo a lot of what you guys have already talked about Uh, This is a resume builder. Uh, We talked a little bit about that at the beginning of the podcast. It's an opportunity while you are learning and and whether you're in business or nursing or health studies or science Mm -hmm. like Natasha, um, you know, the the experience that you're getting is providing an opportunity to be able to integrate a lot of that learning. Um, And of course, there's a little bit of travel involved. And so, uh, you know, being able to sort of travel across the country and represent AU students is a, is a perk or it's a benefit that a lot of students really uh, love to uh, uh, and can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I also don't want to forget, there's compensation for these roles as yeah. well. And uh, it allows people to uh, integrate this opportunity into their lives. And like many AU students, you know, whether you're working part-time or full-time, you got kids, married, not married, partner, no partner, what. It doesn't matter what the scenario is. A lot of what we do can be integrated pretty seamlessly and uh, and compensated for as well. Yeah. Um, you know, executives are learning about negotiating, about governance, about running meetings, uh, policy development, uh, team building, uh, high level of communication. Yeah. Uh, there are things that are uh, kind of all rolled into this package of being on the executive team uh, within a student union, which, you know, you just... You just can't put a value on that. And believe me, the very first time you guys are in an interview and have to answer some questions that a recent graduate might stumble through, mm-hmm. you guys are going to have probably a portfolio of, of examples that you could share yep. about how we problem solve something, how we you know advocated for this, how we did that. So anyways, I can't say enough about it. You guys have done a great job, by the way, of articulating your own experiences. So well, thank, thank, you. thank you for that and, and being open to going through my crazy questions here. Um, the last thing that we do want to highlight are some important dates around the election. And uh, there's going to be lots of communication going out to AU students about this. Uh, specifically, we talked a little bit about nomination period. Uh, any AU student can self-nominate. That opens on January 24th. It'll close on February 7th. Uh, this will be going out in our newsletter communications, so definitely stu- stay tuned for that. The online voting uh, is going to run from February 25th until March 2nd. Uh, then, of course, after that is when the executive election will take place uh, for the three positions of President, VP External and Student Affairs, and VP Finance and Administration. And it's uh, roughly uh, it's going to take place around the end of uh, the end of March and. Uh, and then at the end of the day, the new counselors and everybody will uh, take over in the middle of uh, April, which is when our changeover meeting happens. And um, I think the last thought that I kind of want to throw out and maybe just get your guys' thoughts on it as well, and feel free to fill in the gaps if I miss something here, but um, we recognize that elections aren't the easiest thing to sell right. to get for students to get involved in. And you know what? I Believe me, you got better things to do on a Friday night than... To, to worry about what AUS, AUSU is doing. Um, but at the same time, I, we hope that today on our podcast, we've identified a number of you know, features and benefits that would really resonate with a lot of AU students. And um, the best thing that we want to do is to 
make this as easy and student friendly as possible. And so if you eventually you want to uh, find out who the candidates are, because eventually we want you to vote. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to make it super easy for you to be able to learn who the candidates are. It's going to be on our website. It's going to be on our social media. More than likely, you'll probably hear it on a future podcast. Um, and then at the end of the day, the voting is super easy too. Yeah. And we send it directly through email to your inbox. It takes seconds. Um, and even if you go to vote and you still haven't seen the candidates, guess what? There will be a link right there where you can actually learn a little bit about all the people across the country that are looking at getting involved. And uh, and again, our job is to make this as student-friendly as possible and uh, to make the voting easy and accessible. And uh, we hope that you can get involved and, and participate with AUSU the best way you can and uh, as much as you can. Yeah. Natasha, Brandon, did I miss anything in all of that? I don't think so. I think that was it. Brandon, last thoughts? Make sure you put your name forward and make <laughs> sure that you do your homework on the uh, candidates. It is you're electing uh, really important positions who are going to be governing or AUSU for the next two years. So mm-hmm. may not always be the most exciting. It's not as scandalous as what's going <laughs> on in the States and that, but, uh, but it's still really important nonetheless. And plus you get to work with me and the rest of the AUSU <laughs> staff and, uh, and we fit under the category of awesome. So um, in many ways, uh, we've got a lot ahead of us, uh, a lot of big topics that we've already identified. And uh, we look forward to having as many AU students as possible uh, reach out to us. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to call our, uh, our toll-free number here at the office, which is one 855 Zero zero three, and uh, you can also email us as well. So uh, that's at ausu at ausu dot org. There, I've done all my like the official, mm-hmm. the spiel. Yeah, like the, like all the legal jargon on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, okay, it Anyways, wasn't like super fast though. Like yeah, those I need this. Yeah, I need to say it twice as fast. Yeah. Anyways, thanks you guys for sharing your experience and uh, and like I said, going through all my crazy questions the, as well as you guys did. Those are great questions, and uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I can't wait to learn about all our uh, our candidates. Absolutely. Super exciting. Uh, Brandon, any last thoughts before we sign off? Just that it's going to be exciting to be watching from the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, because be we're, finally, we're finally getting rid of Brandon. <laughs> yeah. No, that's amazing. Well, thanks, you guys, and uh, thanks a lot for uh, for listening along and, and learning a little bit more about our uh, AUSU general election taking place uh, later on in 2020.